calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Battleground Productions presents Brass, the audio serial, episode 14, Preparing for the Day. The year is 1885, but not one that would be familiar to you. For this is a world that differs in many ways from the one in our history books. This particular street in Mayfair, for example, bears a different name from the one we know. For this is Babbage Street, named for the mechanical genius whose inventions were ignored in our world, but here had brought a computer revolution over a hundred years before the one we know today. It is nine o'clock in the morning on a typical Tuesday in September in London. The street is quiet. A discerning eye might note a general lack of street traffic due to a number of barrows they have taken up stations at both ends of the thoroughfare, as if in preparation for an impromptu open-air market. From the barrows on Park Street come walking a pair of chimney sweeps, covered in soot and carrying their trademark brushes and each a large canvas bag. They stop at the house directly opposite the Brass family and knock. The parlourmaid hurries over to answer. Yes? Hello there, young lady. What are you for the chimneys? Oh, no one told me. It's right here on the paperwork. 137 Babbage Street, yes? That's correct. Well, I'll make it nine o'clock on a dot as specified here, and here we are. Very well. Come in. Door, Anna. It's the sweeps for the chimney, Mum. Uh, very well. Show them up to the roof. And then come back down here. Madam wants your opinion on some drapes. Very good, sir. Right this way, you two. I hope they don't track anything in. Didn't we have the chimneys cleaned last month? You'll have to ask Anna. Now, Charles. Why do you refuse to give me an opinion on these draperies? Because you know my opinion. As long as the fabric is opaque, you have my proxy. Why is that so important? The current set allows to be seen from the street. And what's worse, allow our visitors to see across the street to the neighbours. And I'm not going to encourage anyone in or visiting this household to spend time gobbing at the Brass family. Their return to London has increased the property values. At the expense of our privacy and the reputation of the neighbourhood. Just yesterday, some young buck in the firm came into my office and asked me if it might be possible to arrange an introduction to Miss Gwendolyn Brass. Certainly, attendance at my afternoon teas has risen dramatically. Yes, because all your friends can all sit there and gawp out our window. Miriam, opaque drapes on all windows of this side of the house, or we move. You know, 
I've spoken to each of the Brass family during this past week. They really seem delightful people. They were particularly delightful when they were travelling abroad. How thrilling to read of their adventures and exploits in distant lands. But our neighbourhood requires no such excitement. Really, Charles, you act as if someone of improper status or income were our neighbours. They are titled while we are not, and by reputation are of much greater wealth. What is your real objection? Miriam, I have no interest in being neighbours to a family of celebrity ne'er-do-wells who attract the attention of some very unsavoury people. Now, my dear, I must get back to my study. There's a case tomorrow morning which requires several hours of my preparation. Ask Anna for help deciding on the drapes when she comes back down from showing the sweeps up to the roof. Up here, then, if you please, and mind your head. Oh, now there's a view. I suppose it is. You know which stack needs cleaning? We'll figure it out. Mind you do. We won't be paying for any additional work. That's what's already been contracted for. Both of you are sort of big for chimney sweeping. You don't have a boy in one of those bags, do you? <laughs> no, missies. We got ourselves one of them automaton sweeps. Clever little beast. Looks a little like a monkey and a little like a spider. <sighs> Sounds horrid. It is. What to say? No, thank you. When you are done, come down to the ground floor and ask to be shown to my office and we will settle up. Oh, thank you much, missus. <laughs> Charlie, you are wicked. Scaring that nice lady with watching the bed. I couldn't help it, Ricky. <laughs> Nosy old bint. Treating us like dirt. We're professionals, we are. Uh, that is true, Charlie. We may not like our jobs, but every day we get up and we do our best. Here's a secret for you, Ricky. I don't like being dirty. Ah, one for you in exchange. I'm scared of heights. Here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, Ricky. You see that? What? It looks to be one of them new flivvers. You know, them buzzing aircraft with those strange fixed wings. Yeah, it's just cleared the trees over at the park. You couldn't pay me to go up on one of them things. What? Are you actually scared of heights? Oh, of course not. Well, look at it. First off, that thing's about as substantial as a kite. And then... Why would anyone want to go locking about in some silly contraption like that when you can travel safe as houses in a dirigible? You lack imagination, my lad. Where would we be if yours was the attitude of our great inventors? What if James Watt had thought, horses and carriages are all right, they are, no need for a steam engine? Or if Professor Lodge had decided, I think I'll leave this ethereal stuff alone, a regular galvanic battery is fine with me... Say what you will. But if I'm going to climb up to a place past the length of a ladder, I prefer it be a via accepted scientific principles. These heavier than aircraft defy all common sense. Ricky, my lad, we live in an age that defies common sense. And one where those who do not accept the future shall be swept away like so much dust. Why? Even the lowly profession of chimney sweep is bound oh, to pass away your into tongue, Charlie Peterson. When will man ever not need to eat his own by coal? When his home is heated by gas, Ricky Green. 
Even as we speak, the streets are tore up throughout this city for the new gas lines. No more coal, no more soot, no more soot. No more chimney sweeps. Indeed. Oh, this is a melancholy notion, Charlie. It is, Ricky. Oh, good thing we got our other jobs, ain't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Guaranteed steady work. Let's get started. Yeah, tell you what. I'll get the tripod set up, and I'll load the rifles. And with that, the two men begin to set up their sniper's nest, facing the front door of the brass residence. At that exact same moment, Cyril is in his room, regarding himself in a full-length mirror, while his mostly mechanical valet, Stevie, stands patiently, a professional smile painted upon his professional face. What do you think of this one, Stevie? Very good, sir. Oh, come on, how about an opinion for once? Might I remind, sir, that my aesthetic sense is limited by the quality of my optics, which, while of the first order, do not allow me to see a full colour spectrum. That's right, I forgot. So you see this waistcoat as... Blue. Whereas it's cerulean, and this tie looks... Yellow. Instead of harvest wheat. Clearly, I am of no assistance on this matter at all. Yes, so you're right, Stevie. Still, you're an exemplary valet in most other aspects, and a fine chap all around. Will you be requiring me to accompany you on your shopping expedition? <laughs> Not in the least. I know you hate them, and Papa has need of your assistance. Seems there's a load of new geodes that need some unpacking down in his lab. Your father loves his geodes. Does he ever? I'm surprised he didn't name me after some frightful geode. He named your last dog Calcite. He did, didn't he? I miss that dog. Especially in comparison to... Don't remind me, that hideous monkey of Gwendolyn's. A poor choice of a pet. Cunning little beast. Even when it first showed up, it had a criminal streak. Stole several of my stick pins, then Gwen began teaching it how to make its needs met via hand signals and... It is best that we lost track of him. Uh, I hope the creature's dead. Or at least a continent away. Now, if you've no further recommendations for my wardrobe, I must make my way out to the street. Shall I precede you and call for a cab? No, thank you. It's a lovely morning for a walk. And with that, the youngest of the Brass family gives himself a final approving once-over in the mirror and heads to the door. Meanwhile, in the study... If you're going to leave that infernal ticker tape going, I would request that you close the connecting doors. How a woman so enamoured of the benefits of information can be such a Luddite when it comes to this machine. Information is what you find in books. Financials and trivialities are what you find in a ticker tape. We are wealthy and substantial people, Benjamin. Why did you have this horrible machine installed? I scarcely call newspaper headlines trivial, Madeline. Why, just minutes ago, I read that Carl Benz has demonstrated his Motorwagen in Mannheim without a collision this time. I see. And just yesterday, I read that Pasteur might be onto a cure for rabies. I read of that myself. In four of the nine papers we receive each day. But I read it first. Benjamin, a headline is only assertion without analysis, and therefore incomplete or even worse, misleading information. There are times, my love, when it is truly valuable to have knowledge as quickly as you can receive it. News is at its best when it's fresh. And for those of us not blessed with your gift for languages and prodigious reading speed, the ticker tape offers a valuable supplement to our intake of useful information. So, it's not for reports from the turf and track. Well, I have been following the fights. Aha! 
Benjamin, this clicking toy of yours is an annoying distraction. Close the door and send a note out to our carpenter. If that machine stays, I want the doors to be sealed and the resulting wall to be sturdily insulated against all sound. If it really does annoy you that much... It does. Then I shall have it transferred to another room. Good. May I suggest your basement laboratory? Or perhaps the library? I will suggest again the laboratory. You won't suggest it a third time, will you? Do you want to find out? Then the laboratory it is. Father, may we talk? It's about me, I assume. No, it's about me for a change. Hello, Mother. Hello, dear. Shall I stay or go? You might as well stay. I find myself questioning my career. Well, the life of an actress is indeed a difficult one. But to my memory, you've been promised a part later in the season at the Lyceum. Oh, I'm not questioning my theatrical career. It's just that I've begun to believe that the most important innovations in dramatic form are not occurring in London, but elsewhere. Such as? Have you heard of Henrik Ibsen? Playwright of some sort. Norwegian, isn't he? He is, and his plays are shaking the foundation of theatre to its roots. According to who? Mr Shaw, among others. Oh, Shaw. He's that pontificating Irish rascal who writes for the world. Mm, That's a rather grandiose claim. The world is a literary magazine, Father. That publishes pontificating Irish rascals. Not all important thought is brought forward by our countrymen, Mother. Not at first, perhaps. But eventually, everything worth saying is said in English. Be that as it may, I believe it's time for me to take a grand tour of the theatrical capitals. But we just got back to London, my dear. Don't you want to spend a bit of time in a grand tour of your own city? Oh, Father, London is so frightfully provincial. Our audiences still seem more interested in applauding the scenery than appreciating the work of truly exceptional artists. Might I ask if this has anything to do with the attentions of a certain jungle lord who has been calling upon you almost daily? Sitting out in our parlour like a piece of particularly attractive furniture. What's more, we are running out of places to put the gifts he's been sending, the majority of which are unorthodox. And some of which are decidedly unsanitary. Mother and father, I am far too mature in intellect to simply flee from an unwanted suitor. And... When did you gain this maturity? Last week. Really? Must I justify my seriousness as an actress? I'm off. To where? The sale, of course. Stevie will give you a hand with the crates, Father. Delighted to do so, Lord Brass. Very well. But, Cyril, I expect you home for tea. We're in need of a strategy session. All right. See you then. Now, where were we? Discussing my upcoming departure. Your proposed departure. I frankly don't see the necessity. Ah, Stevie, it is good to be alive and in possession of a generous charge account on sales day at Masbras. Indeed, sir. I should be back by two or so. Help father till then. I'll see if there's a cravat that might suit you while I'm there. I have no need for additional cravats, sir. So you say. But... The holidays shall be upon us before we know it, and I simply can't have you wearing something as dull as that to the various soirees. All right then, see you this afternoon. And with that, Cyril turns to open the front door, while on the rooftop across the street, two experienced killers sight down two rifled barrels, their fingers ready on the triggers. Will they hit their mark? 
And what are the other signs that something is definitely awry on Babbage Street? Tune in for the answers to these and several other pertinent questions on the next episode of Brass. Brass is manufactured by Battleground Productions. For credits and more information on Brass, including our films and live stage shows, go to battlegroundproductions.org and find us on Facebook.